It's Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line 0141 951 1025 Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon DL are here And are waiting to take your calls So get in touch or send us a tweet We're looking for various things First of all, your reaction to these results Aberdeen 0, Kilmarnock 0 Celtic 3, Hamilton 0 Dundee 0, Motherwell 1 And Hearts 2, St Johnston 0 In the Championship, Falkirk 2, Inverness 2 Morton 0, Dunfermline 0 Partick 2, Queen of the South 1 And Ross County 2, Alloa 0 In League 1, Arbroath 0, 4 for 2 Brecon 2 Wraith 1 Dumbarton 1 Montrose 1 Stenhouse Muir 1 Airdrie 0 And Stranraer 3 East Fife 4 Albion Rovers 0 Stirling Albion 5 In League 2 Annan 3 Peterhead 0 Clyde 1 Cowden Beath 0 Elgin 3 Edinburgh City 3 And Queen's Park 7 Berwick Rangers 1 Let's hear from you 01419511025 Were you at a game this afternoon? What did you make of your team's performance? Was it a good result? A bad result? Maybe the referee has got something uh, that's bothering you What about tomorrow's games? Rangers fans, St Mirren fans and Hibs fans Come on, Neil Lennon looks like he's on his way out the club What do you make of it? Hugh Keevans, lots to discuss Yeah, I mean you take the top of our Premiership table Celtic three points uh, ahead of Kilmarnock Having played a game fewer than Kilmarnock They are six ahead of Rangers And uh, five ahead of Aberdeen So it's been a, a, a good Sequence of games for Celtic uh, Since the winter break ended The Kilmarnock to thank for beating Rangers Now Kilmarnock have slipped up Aberdeen slip up at the same time And the pressure is on Rangers tomorrow They have to deliver a win Because Celtic have the game in hand Coming up midweek Against St Johnston at Celtic Park So we're beginning to see things come to a head 0141-951-1025 Let's hear from you David's first up He's a Celtic fan in Hillington Hi David Hi, how you doing? <clears throat> well, I just to agree with you there I think the best result today for Celtic Was Aberdeen and Kilmarnock The consistency of Kilmarnock Over the past year It can't be ignored Simple as that But that those points I think And if we win in during the week Then it puts that bit of distance That I've mentioned before But actually My point is more To do with what's happening at Hibs Mm-hmm the Lennon's obviously gone uh, in the next 24 hours or whatever officially. Do you think it's time somebody in Scotland gave Tommy Wright a bigger job? Um, for me, I've always described Tommy Wright as the greatest ever St Johnston manager for one very simple reason. He brought a major trophy to the club and no one before him had ever managed that feat. He does a brilliant job uh, and if Neil Lennon's departure is confirmed... Then why shouldn't he be mm. On the list of contenders Because He's the safe pair of hands That Hibs need I mean it seems a little bit strange To talk about replacements When Neil Lennon Isn't gone officially Mark Wilson But but David asked the question So I don't mind you giving The answer Yeah It's a good point Tommy Wright um, Listen I think if Tommy Wright Was a young Scottish manager Who This may sound stupid Dressed fashionably And was You know On the touchline And the Maybe, a, maybe media. A, bit, a bit bigger in the media and stuff Yeah, yeah great in the media He, he would have got a, 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 a higher uh, up job than he has just now um, For the achievements that he has I mean, bringing a major cup to St Johnson Consistently finishing in the top six for a number of years This season, losing a lot of his players who, who got him through that successful period But brought in a new kind of squad And still having success um, I think David's right I mean, it It'd be silly not to consider him for a job like Hibs Because 
He's got all the experience in this league. Why go out with the league to get someone when you've got someone in the league doing so well? David, do you want to come back in? Well, never mind the partisan nonsense. A couple of years ago, I think it was before Pedro Casino, he was linked briefly to, to Ibrox. Yeah. And I would have been more worried about that appointment at Ibrox as a Celtic fan than any, anybody else that came after it because if he, if he worked within a budget, he gets on with his job, he doesn't do nonsense in the, in the media like other managers. Um, it seems as if Hibs and the Lennon thing are is about money and is about uh, where they want the club to be. Well, obviously, Tommy Reid can do that. So I think it's time, that, and I think that's right. I think if he was a young Scottish or English or European manager, then there would be a clamour for him at every single job that comes up. The fact is, Hibs are a, a bigger club than Johnson. It's a better job. There's a better budget. And Tommy Wright would have to be a contender on the very, very simple grounds that he's a really good manager. He yeah. was a manager of the year a couple of years ago, if my memory is Premiership manager of the year a couple of years ago. A couple of top four finishes, as Hugh says, won a cup as well. I think uh, if you look at guys like Tommy Wright and uh, the job that Steve Clark's done in, a, uh, you know, in the last year, it's been absolutely remarkable. Well, we'll need to wait and see what happens with Neil Lennon, of course. David, oh, David's gone. No, I was going to ask him another question, but that's fine. I don't mind that. 0141 is the number you need. We're on Twitter at Clyde SSB. Alex, Mark and Hugh are here. Um, Gordon Diel is still at Celtic Park so I can hear him singing in the background. Mm-hmm. You with us yet? Yeah, I'm, I'm just uh, glad that Brendan Rodgers wears a nice suit. Sorry So you can get the big jobs I've never heard so much Nonsense from the mushroom In all my life uh, 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 Dressed fashionably That's why you never get a big job Exactly You see Because you're wearing The tracksuits And shells You dress like Coco the Clown That kid like Come at Airdrie No but I do I do take uh, Mark's point I actually think he's got A bit of a point Yeah yeah. I mean Tommy You know there's a perception This is about St Johnson They're not seen as a fashionable Fashionable club And and he's not a media he's darling, and then no, that, that's in why fact, he's got a, a disregard for the media, I would say. Uh, but that doesn't mean to say that you can't praise him at the same time. He's a right good manager, does well, and Hibbs would be a step up for him. So he would have to be a contender. Before it's Tommy been... Wright, sorry, before Tommy Wright hears this and comes at me for saying he, he's a bad dresser, that <laughs> he's a big lad, Tommy, you dress fine, but just maybe not as smart as some of the younger he was guys. He's done the job a couple of years ago as well. You know, I think he's been linked to several jobs yeah. uh, across the board. However, he's never managed to get that breakthrough. Mm. And with the job that he's actually done, it may well be the time to actually kick on and try to yeah. sell at a higher level. Uh, Brian's a Celtic fan in Moss Park. Happy with the result today, Brian? Yes, of course. I'm not actually want to talk about Celtic. I want right. to talk about Stevie Clark, who I'm a big admirer of. I remember I took Stevie Clark as a Celtic manager just before Brendan came in, but thankfully Brendan's doing a great job. And I think Stevie Clark will be our next manager. I think Brendan's going to leave the next year or so. And Stevie Clark, he sets up Kamarnock. He basically uses the defensive now. He's got the tactical nows to grind down teams. He obviously worked with Mourinho at Chelsea, who are by far from a defensive team. So I think he's got the full package to have a, a great sort of defensive and attacking from uh, sort of formation from play and I think he's just got the whole, he's a whole I think he's got the whole package Brian did I you just think it's, it's great he's doing. did you approve or disapprove of the banner at Celtic Park today? To be honest I, I wasn't there you and I haven't seen it my son was there and his, his mate so I don't even know what the banner said I'm well, sorry you it said it said 10 in a row is not a project back Brendan or lose him Yes, of course, it's a bit like, it's a bit like Benitez as well. I mean, I think directors are taking far too much money. They're just walking away in money. They're just not prepared. Celtics now are a buying club. Then sell them on. So buying them cheap, sell them on dear, which 
It's worked Celtic, for them though Brian. Brian. Celtic's big enough But Brian it's worked for them Over the years You look at Virgil And Wanyama And the likes of that It's a, it's a model Which is actually sustained it was right, it's, you... it's, worked, it's worked for the board Sorry for button It's worked for the board To their pockets And worked for the team well, you've won seven titles in a row, so you know the the, the banners. We want, we want, we want to progress in the Champions League. We want to obviously we're not never going to win it. Of course, we want to progress. Get to. I mean, I remember we actually got in a strike, and we were actually knocked out by Bayern Munich, and it basically knocked us out in extra time, and they won it. AC Milan was it? AC Milan, Brian. So. I don't think the same commitment is there. To uh, Certainly Celtic would Much prefer to be in the Champions League In the group stages It makes a terrific amount of money But I'm not sure that the way The squad is being built uh, That they're geared for that And some Celtic fans say they are Europa League rather than Champions League standard now. Sure, see when you go back a couple of years ago To the, the times where Gordon was you know, I think he got to the last 16 and things of the Champions League uh-huh. the, the budget that Celtic are operating at now is more than in that time, you oh. know. So that that's the argument that they're actually operating at a lot, you know, in terms of nine million pound for a player in the summer. So it's trying to get the balance for Celtic, right? And I, listen, that for me, I think a lot of. Do you think the other clubs have gone up though significantly? They may well have gone, but the same yeah. token, you can only go up. It, it was relevant to you, but see the interesting thing: we've had guys on here going, "I'm not interested in Europe." Yeah. You know, ten in a row, so it's about. Mm. So we get various uh, options for Celtic fans. Um, Gordon, what did you make of? Brian's initial point about Stevie Clark, Kilmarnock fans won't want to hear it. I can understand, but you know, he's got to be attracting attention. We'd like, as a for a spectacle for our game, we'd like to see how far he can push Kilmarnock, but that won't go unnoticed. No, of course. So, other clubs um, monitoring it, Gordon, they'll be having a look at it. They'll be, you know, seeing the job that he's doing. Um, you know, Brendan Rodgers is manager of Celtic. I don't know if he's in intention of leaving soon or he's here for a long haul. That'll be up to him and the board and everyone concerned. But uh, Stevie Clark uh, will come in uh, for debate when big jobs come up because of the job he's doing at Kilmarnock and uh, he's doing a terrific mm-hmm. job there in the budget. But you've got to understand that it's, uh, it's like playing. Management and playing are basically the same. You can go and play with a club or manage a club that suits you. There's not a lot of pressure as long as you're keeping the club in the league with the budgets you've got. The minute you come to a Celtic or the minute you go into Rangers and and teams like that, it's a demand of winning every week and you come under a lot of pressure. Now, I'll give you a for instance. Steven Gerrard, when he arrived at Rangers, everybody thought the greatest signing ever. He loses a couple of games after even Kilmarnock in midweek, just back from the winter break, comes in for a bit of criticism. It's a different league managing these clubs. When there's no pressure on you, you've got the low budget, everything's good if you're getting yourself in that top six and winning games. And Stevie Clark has been absolutely brilliant. But it's a different pressure managing teams like Celtic. Um, let me ask about the, the banner you mentioned. There was a, a banner went up clearly supporting Brendan Rodgers. It was a message to the board to spend more money, essentially. Just wondering if there was any particular reaction from the rest of the ground. I mean, did, was it 
was it greeted with a cheer or no, nothing no, significant? No, no, the banner went up. It was up for about 30 seconds, Gordon. Then it comes straight back down. What uh, part of the ground was it? But no, it's in the, the Green Brigade green, corner, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's in the usual. And um, yeah, the, the, the fans are just, they're a bit concerned because they want Brendan Rodgers here for the long haul. You hear all the stories. You know, it doesn't help when Brendan Rodgers comes out and comments on about, mm. well, I've got a million wingers. And then people start adding stories to that. And before you know it, then people are thinking, well, Peter Lowell and Brendan Rodgers aren't seen eye to eye. And, you know, you really don't know what goes inside Gordon, the football club. Gordon, you do see, it was an interesting point you made there about, you know, um, Brendan Rodgers coming out and saying, we've got a million wingers. Do you think that's calculated to put pressure on the board then? Um, no, I think, I think I don't know who said it at the early part of the show. I think it's in case fans are saying, well, look, we've signed a guy for 1.5 million. The manager's brought him in. Where is he? He's out in loan. We don't see him. We don't hear about him. He's just out there. It's a, it's a recruitment from the younger age group for later years for Celtic. And I think Brendan's just putting the point out there. Look, I've not really... Everybody says Brendan Rodgers in total control of the transfer uh, you know, signings here. He's actually come out and said publicly, I've not seen a lot of this guy. I don't know a lot about him. That doesn't sound to me like Brendan Rodgers is running out. Well, let's get back. Let's get back to today's game for a bit. We're kind of going on a number of topics. Who in particular were the standouts today, Gordon? Um, I don't think there was any real out, uh, standouts, Gordon. I thought it was comfortable for Celtic. Uh, we knew what sort of game it was going to be. Hamilton just dropped off, tried to make it difficult. What I did like about Celtic is when I thought the introduction of Forrest and Burke, you know, brought them. To life a little bit, you know, the pace and power. It's the first time I've actually watched Burke, and I know he come on as a sub, but some of his runs are terrific, he's playing through the middle, he, he just looks so quick, he terrifies defenders. Uh, I think I was a little bit doubtful when he come up, because I, th- I think we all touched on it about Mounty Games, Mounty Clubs, the boys being at the big transfers, but he looks a real deal, to be honest. 0141-951-1025 Aman's a Celtic fan in Govan Hill Hi Aman Hiya, how you doing gentlemen, how you doing? Good thanks, what's your point tonight? Right, it's just, uh, you're, I mean I think the, the programme's going off course here You're talking about banners And then you're talking about Brendan Rodgers It's not his signings and not that, it's not that And I remember Chris Boyd saying There was uh, problems in the Celtic dressing room I mean, you're all making it out As if Celtic are, you know They've all got problems to be no, fair, to, I mean, just to, to be fair though, if the Celtic fans don't raise the banner, we don't talk about it. So it's quite a simple relationship. But, but a couple of stupid Celtic fans, that's fine, right? that's fine, of course. But I understand that. But I mean, there was people going about all oh, Celtic are in crisis, medicine dressing them. I mean, you, every pundit you have got on your programme, every bookie in the, in the world have said Celtic will win the title. Tonight proved it with Aberdeen and Kamarnock drawing. So why is this all people saying that's a big title race and the race will go to the last one. Especially Hugh Keevans, he thinks, oh, it's the best since Bryce Bread, this, this league. will be no, we were at least 10 points to Celtic. Well, that's supposition on your part. Uh, and I think if we if we talk up the league, then I, I don't see that there's any room for criticism there. I'm, I'm simply talking up a league that at the start of the day had the top four teams separated by three points. That's not a runaway championship win for anyone. I beg your pardon. You're talking false because it's not the league's not the league is good, of course, but 
you know Celtic are going to run away with it. Everybody knows that. Yeah, but you can, no. man, you can only go with what you're, what you're yeah. seeing at the moment. And what Hugh says there, that, that's a fact. That, that's, there, there is no debate there about the, the gap between the top four as this afternoon started. That, that, that's not an a opinion, man, that's a fact. A man, you belong to that group of supporters who believe that any observation, any analysis of Celtic whatsoever is a direct attack on the club. It is, it is simply It is simply uh, An observation About where the league stands And if a banner goes up Then of course You speak about it And if Neil If um, Brendan Rodgers Midweek says We've got a million wingers already Then it's a tantalising comment mm. And people follow up on it So Making An observation Or indulging in any analysis Of Celtic Is not a direct attack On the club It is simply a discussion on what is going on around about us. Gordon, how do you assess the picture at the top at the moment anyway? So clearly a significant uh, event on Wednesday night when Rangers lost to Kilmarnock. Celtic doing their bit doing their bit again today as Aberdeen and Kilmarnock drop points. How do you assess the picture? Well, I think it puts a lot of pressure on Rangers tomorrow at Livingston. I think that they can't afford to drop anything because this Celtic team looked very strong. I know it's at home. I know it's against St Mirren and Hamilton down the bottom of the, the table, but you've still got to go out there and do the business. And only for a goalkeeper today, it could have been a lot more. And as I say, we all touched on, and all jokingly, that the poor lad had a couple of blunders that cost them goals. But I'm just looking looking at the you know that after the games that Celtic come out and do a training session and the squad that they've got out in the pitch you now is incredible it's just full of first team players they've got so so much uh, strength and depth um, but I just thought that, that Celtic cruised it today and uh, the funniest thing I've got to hear is we're all talking about Kilmarnock being contenders and rightly so that you were all saying and rightly so because of the job Steve Clark's done and yet everybody took Aberdeen to beat them today in, in, in the, in the Ackies. So it shows you that, you know, Celtic, I think, unless Rangers do something dramatically, I think it'll be between Celtic and Rangers. But I think looking at Celtic today, I think they've just got the strength and looking at their squad they're now doing a training session, they've got so many quality players. 0141-951-1025. Give us a call. We're going to start hearing from today's managers next. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Compensation. They know the score. Talk to Thompson's.com. The games are over. The talking begins. 0141 951 1025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard's open line. Gordon DL, Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson and Alex Ray here and ready to take your calls You've got between now and 6 o'clock, so get in touch. You can tweet at Clyde SSB as well. We're going to be hearing from today's managers. Um, as well, I'm sure a lot of them will have some interesting things to say After another big day in Scottish football Let's hear from John, who's a Rangers fan in Paisley Hi John Good evening, Gordon, are you there? I'm here, John right. You're, you're three days you late, mate Hold it, before <laughs> you go here yep. He wouldn't let me on on Thursday ah, okay, So John. I phoned you on Thursday You missed your and work I'm... with the other two Rangers fans You were under a bed, mate <laughs> I wasn't under a bed, I was at the game there I could say for you you know what I mean? I try to watch a game. No, I mean, know that you take freebies off every day. <laughs> right, John, right. what's what you on for? Right, my point is Kilmarnock, right? Hold on, you're right. you, you need to apologise to Gordon, surely, John. You were adamant no, Jordan Jones wouldn't play. He started him. He started him, right, so I can't argue with that. Right. But do any of you think Kilmarnock are a threat to winning this league? Seriously? No, I don't. No, me neither. Yep. 
near the air, by the way, because you want to, hey, the two shots the other night there, and one of how many shots they had today. Well, John, but to be fair, I'm, 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 I, I don't know, but I'm pretty sure people would look first at their points total rather than their, their shots total, would you not? Well, Steve Carter reminds me of Andy Roxburgh and Craig Brown. Let's just defend and hopefully we get a wee results every now and again and pick up points. Well, I'm, so it's, not, it's not every now and again, though, that's the point. Do you know, I'm fed up being criticised and the rest of us being criticised for talking down Scottish football, allegedly. And then when you talk about a league... Which at the start of play today Had the top four teams separated by three points And you talk about how great this is for our game And then you get someone coming on Who who wants to rubbish one of the four teams well, I think you're allowed to say I mean if people don't think Kilmarnock can win the league That's fine, I think that's alright Well the, the, the stat is this They are three points behind Celtic And Kilmarnock have 15 games left to play Therefore they are Legitimately In with a chance But how many shots Did they have That's what John wants to know A matter of Complete and utter Irrelevance they are three, no relevant? They're, they're win three points They're three points Behind Celtic And they have 15 games to play I'm not saying they, I'm not saying They will win it I am saying That I am not going to be Held to account For talking down Scottish football When I'm trying to Talk it up And getting You Coming back at me But John If you're saying They're hoping to win a game Every now and again Well that tactic They're the best team In the country in 2018 More more games than Rangers That tactic If that's what you're saying If they're hoping to win a game Here now and then Kilmarnock have won 13 games Rangers have won 12 So Yeah It depends on tomorrow But the the point The point is John see the thing is See to discredit um, Trying to discredit uh, Steve Clark With the resources he has You know It's it's a club that can uh, probably have one of the lower budgets within the division and the job that he's done has been absolutely remarkable. I mean, you're managing a team with a particular level of player as well, organisation and set plays and counter-attacks, all these things then become uh, you know, a, a factor. But the job that he's done has been absolutely unbelievable. To take them from the bottom of the league to where they are now has just been remarkable. Thanks to John in Paisley. We're going to speak to Jamie, who's a Celtic fan in Barhead, very soon. Let's get the thoughts of Stephen Robinson. A 1-0 win for Motherwell at Dundee today. Our third league win in a row. Um, I think a different performance on Wednesday night. Um, I thought we were very well organised defensively. Um, showed real discipline, defended when we needed to defend. And you know we, I thought we we had a couple more chances as well that we should have maybe made a better decision higher up the pitch or got a shot away earlier. So yeah, really pleased with the performance. Tough game, a team fighting for their lives. You know you can see that Jim's made a lot of changes. You've got boys, you know, running and scrapping and making things extremely hard for you. So really pleased that we stood up to that and we keep building on on what we're trying to do. Fourteen points now, sort of separating you from the, the relegation spots. Do you think that will help you moving forward? Leave a wee bit of the pressure on what you guys see Alex? Uh, listen. It, I think our last three performances show what we're capable of. Um, take away the anomaly of the the cup result, which was you know we were really disappointed with. But uh, we're trying to build things. We're trying to put young players into the team. Um, we're, we're trying to change a little bit what we do. But also it showed today that we can still stand up to people. We can still be defensively well organised, and that's the key to you know trying to keep building on what we're doing. I'll can't affect what anybody does in front of me. The top of the table I can't affect what anybody does At the bottom We just have to continue To concentrate and build them for ourselves And, and continue to keep Moving the club forward Clearly an important win This afternoon Yeah I mean He's in no danger whatsoever You know They've got a wide gap Between themselves And Hamilton He's beneath them So They've got momentum On the side as well Three wins on the bounce 
All is well That's the key thing Hugh See when you look at the three wins I just looked at you Gordon He obviously won one before the, the winter break But three wins in the bounce It doesn't have make a difference You know yeah. Because you can start looking up the way now All is well at the well yeah. <laughs> Just three points behind Livy now mm. We were all raving about Livy Two and we were all saying, saying a couple of weeks ago Motherwell Can they get dragged in But nah They're, mm. they're fine Yep only looking up You'll be a happy man Gordon Deal Oh great couple of days For us Gordon <laughs> Fantastic And uh, you know It just shows you You put these young boys in And Motherwell And they've showed Great character and strength And Turnbull Has been a real find And uh, delighted Absolutely delighted Motherwell fan Tonight A statement from Hibbs Hugh Keevans uh-huh. um, Sometimes these things are yeah, It's interesting to see What they say It's also interesting to see What they don't say There is No mention Of Neil Lennon Within the statement it just says that Hibbs can confirm Eddie May, head of academy coaching, and Grant Murray, assistant coach, will take charge of the first team for Sunday's game against St Mirren. Eddie and Grant, who both have experience of first team management, have worked closely with the first team as part of the match day coaching staff. The full focus of the club is on the trip to Paisley. Part of that, I think, is that this is now a legal matter because there will be meetings taking place over the weekend. Rod Petrie has gone back to Edinburgh. He was at Away but has come back And responded to what's going on And Therefore Your legal position Must be safeguarded So You don't talk about Anything that's happened uh, You simply state The facts of the matter And those three gentlemen Will be in the dugout For Hibs tomorrow End of story In public Story goes on In private Jamie's a Celtic fan In Barhead Hi Jamie Hi guys How you doing? Yeah good thank you Jamie What's on your mind After that win today? Uh, my main kind of point was a couple of callers ago, um, the chap kind of had a little bit of dig about the banner today at the game. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, as a Celtic fan, I think the Green Brigade are great for Celtic. Um, I think it brings a lot of atmosphere. But I think it's shown a lot of frustration that a lot of fans are feeling just now. In my lifetime, this is the first opportunity that I'm ever going to see Celtic get to nine, ten in a row. You might never see that again. So I don't understand why the board, who call themselves fans, won't just roll the dice and just do everything they possibly can to get to this 10 in a row. Jamie, in fairness to the Celtic board, I would invite you to consider the number of players that have been brought in on Brendan Rodgers' watch and the amount of money that they have cost. You can casually come up with a million pounds here, a million and a half there, two million here, Two and a half million there Brendan Rodgers has been well backed By the Celtic board He signed 23 players Some of the signings have been out and out failures But in fairness Jamie He has been backed by the board Surely But do you not think it's maybe time for you Where we maybe break the mould a little bit We bought Edward at 9 million We know we need a right back We know we need some top class defenders in why don't we just go for it? You know, the next couple of seasons, we've got money there. It's great bringing on youth and selling them on. You know, but just for this next two seasons, could we not just be a club that go and invest our money in quality? Well, we were discussing the, the, the banner and the, the top line on the banner is 10 in a row is not a project. Now, my interpretation of those words is that 10 in a row is everything to the Celtic supporters. To the exclusion of Europa League, Champions League, Anything else 10 in a row Is the holy grail Therefore I do take your point That for me There's absolutely no doubt That additional cover Is needed at the back Where too many players Have been found wanting But the general point Jamie Is that 
Over the period Brendan Rodgers has been Celtic's manager He has undoubtedly been backed Financially speaking By the board A, th- a comfortable win against Hamilton today Let's hear from the Celtic boss Speaking just after the game Yeah I thought we played very well We had to work um, Hamilton like they do the show you know they, they've they've obviously had some difficult results, but I think you can see they were inspired coming here today, and the performance level was, you know, they were very resolute. And young Ryan made some great saves, uh, especially early on. Um, but we we created a lot of chances today. Didn't quite finish them all, but uh, but a very very good win for us, and really pleased. Tim, started today. He was a bit quieter, but is that a lot to do with how Hamilton set out? Yeah, it's sometimes the way the, the game goes. He, he's obviously coming into the game and made a great impact. Um, I'm managing the young players, you know, Oliver and, and, and both of them haven't had a lot of football at all and you just can't uh, keep playing them game after game with you know without the you know, responsibility to, to make sure they're going to be fit for as long as they can. But uh, it was a chance to, to give Timothy a start. He was bright. Of course, there wasn't a lot of space from to work in, but he still worked very, very hard. He'd one chance he'll probably feel that he, he could do better with. But um but now he made a really good contribution and played that first hour, him and Mikey, and then set the game up for us for the final half hour. Four days to go, obviously. Are uh-huh. you expecting to get to the start of February what you've got or are you still optimistic that you might see another fresh day, sir? Yeah, I, I don't really know. Gordon, to be fair, I think it's just it's one of them ones. We, we, we know where we want to improve. If we can or not, we'll, we'll have to wait and see. Um, I think it's important. I always say that the squad is developing and, and improving. Um, but we'll just have to wait and see what we can get done. There's a few days to go yet. Um, but the plan would be to do. If we don't, then OK, that's where we're at. Uh, not much been given away there, Hugh. Um, anyone's guess if Celtic will bring in more? Well, you said the, the plan... Is to bring more. Um, so doesn't sound too. No, it doesn't sound keen. Not like you know, too, too confident. Yeah. But uh, I, you know, I, I do think two things. On one side of the coin, he has been backed by the board. It would be impossible to deny that. I mean, just off the top of my head, while Brendan was speaking there, I wrote down Compare, Kuasi, Hayes, Gamboa, Izagiri, Hendry, Morgan. All these players brought in. Uh, you know, it's not Peter Lawwell's fault that they're, they're not automatic picks. He simply provided the cash for them all to be brought in. But the other thing is that the fans can see it as well. There is a need for cover at the back. And I go back to the banner. Ten in a row is not a project. In other words, for the Celtic supporters, ten in a row is the sun, Mm. the moon and the stars. William's a Celtic fan on the line. Hi, William. Hello, good evening, guys. How you doing? Good, thank you. Listen, I'm a Celtic fan that disagrees with the banner. I mean, I, I... I disagree with you a bit, I know. I think uh, Easy Gary's doing well at left back. We've got Calvin Muller at uh, Dundee on loan. Uh, I, I'm actually I'm hoping that uh, Ralston can get his get get past his injuries and get get at least five or four five, six six or seven games before the end of the season and hopefully he can get that right back spot uh, as his number one. Because it looks like Lustig and Gamboa are only going to sign a contract. So for me, I can understand that there's probably better options in there's better options in, in uh, the summer to get a right back and it's than it is in January. So for me, we've already when we lost Dumbelli, 
I think we've already replaced them. We've got a chance to replace them. We've replaced them. Uh, the the three, three, three guys that we've brought in this, this transfer window. So, for me, Celtic are in a good place. Mm. William, I suppose that the, the, the Celtic fans who sit on the other side of that argument phone in and tell us that it's the way that they've replaced Dembele though. He was sold for big money, you know, whereas the replacements have come in the form of two loans and a, a two million fee for Bale. Listen, I'm, I'm not saying I personally don't think that's enough, but but do you see why people would would maybe not be too impressed with that? What did Dembele cost? I think 500 odd thousand, yeah. was it, Hugh? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, so I mean... Uh, this guy, this guy Bale, could be the answer. You know, yep, that's what Celtic point. do. That's the signing policy. That's what Celtic do. So, is, it, is there an option for Buck and Weir to, to to stay on? Can we can we can we spend? How much would how much would Weir cost if we went to PSG? So, but these options for me are on the summer. You know, that for. For people, for people to panic in the January window when we're sitting top of the league, uh, three points ahead with a game in hand, is the obvious antidote. If anyone was even mildly contemplating panic, the obvious antidote is to say Celtic have won the last seven trophies. Mm. They are going for eight league titles in a row. They are top of the league. They are in the Europa League beyond Christmas, uh, and. It would be impossible to make out a case for panic But as I say People are analysing, observing And 10 in a row means an awful lot To very many people And they're just wondering if the squad could be tweaked I think it's important to remember Oh sorry That when Brendan Rodgers says he wants to do business Just now, in January If it doesn't happen If a player doesn't come in That's not necessarily the the board's fault You know, I think fans sometimes think We've done no business The board didn't back them Or you know Everyone getting the boards back Deals Are a complex thing And if managers can't get players To go to another player Players may not Like the terms And it falls down Because of that Not solely because The board doesn't back mm. The manager's ambition Gordon Deal A big chance for Anthony Ralston Perhaps if that Elusive right back Doesn't arrive Well I've got to say uh, Lustig played very very well today um, In fact the two full backs did uh, as Gary was a bit unlucky in the first half he could have a uh, good chance of scoring a goal Lustig created a terrific cross for Scott Sinclair's goal um, he was the one that played the ball in for a mistake from Fulton for Christie to go on the end of it Gordon, you cannot, you cannot say that Brendan Rodgers has not been back it's impossible to say that I'm sitting here now and there's 13 first team squad players training and that's not to include the ones that are injured, uh, even Burt's inside just now. If you look at this squad, there's so many potential first-team players. And Brendan Rodgers has signed most of them. So for people to say and put a banner up, back Brendan or lose him, risk losing him, I think is absolutely ridiculous. I think the board has backed Brendan Rodgers to the hill, and I don't think he needs any more players. I know people will talk about the likes of the Bayatas leaving and Benkovic coming back and all that car on, but he's got such a squad from now to the end of the season that is capable of winning this league. We're going to take more of your calls and more importantly, well not more importantly, equally importantly, we're going to hear from some interesting comments that some of today's managers have had as well. Clyde One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's personal injury solicitors. Get the result you deserve. 
TalkToThompsons.com After they play, you have your say. 0141-951-1025 Clyde One Super Scoreboards Open Line Still time for you to get in touch with Hugh Keevans, Mark Wilson, Alex Ray and Gordon DL 0141-951-1025 Let's hear Craig Levine's thoughts after today's game A 2-0 win at home to St Johnson um, was it rubbish? I don't know Let's find out There's a lot of players Who were very very good today And I'm pleased On Foundation of Hearts Day That the supporters Got to, to see a victory um, For their For other help That the, they've given the club in, the, in recent years The game aside Craig We know when you weren't well Neil Lennon Came out And wished you all the best mm-hmm. Anything you want to say Well I don't know What's happened In all honesty But I hope he's okay That's my I'm, I actually really like Lenny, I mean, we're on opposite sides of the city, and we've got, you know, we both want the same things for our clubs, um, and we've had our moments. But I've got a, a huge amount of time for him. I like him as a guy, and I hope he's all right. I don't, but I, I really am speaking blind. I don't know an awful lot about what's going on. Your man came on as a substitute, then a lot of talk. He looked fit, eh? <laughs> 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 he certainly seemed to put himself about the short time he was on, but. Do you think he can move forward now? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it's like any relationship. I think if you once the relationship's established, it's very difficult to do something that's out of the norm. So you have to set the rules, or everybody has to understand the rules at the beginning, both parties. And uh, my, my my stuff about David is he's arrived, having bigged himself up so much to an extent, makes the supporters think that he's he's going to score a hat trick in every game. And my job is to bring that expectation back down, which I hope I've done, so that, that people aren't judging him at that, that kind of level when he's when he's you know painfully not fit to to play at that level. It's easy to crack those jokes about him looking fit when you win the game. But listen, <laughs> uh, fair play to him. He was asked the question out of left field about Neil Lennon, and he gave a, a very uh, decent mm. answer, Craig Levine. Uh, so it's not an official press conference anyway because he didn't mention Michael Stewart. This is true uh, We've got two big games tomorrow as well That one You know Certainly involving Hibs Is going to be interesting Because Neil Lennon won't be there Won't be in charge Rangers going to Livingston Mark's a Rangers fan in Port Glasgow What are your thoughts ahead of tomorrow Mark? Alright evening guys Evening panel Hello uh, Just uh, Been absolutely wee But um, I'm going to the game against Quebec And I'm not And uh, My point is uh, Rangers held the game before you know, done of the year. You know, what a performance. Probably the best performance over the year so far. Even, even I think, better than European performances, some of them. Um, I was looking at the line-up the other night, and, I, you know, I thought, here we go. Then he's going to stick the phone in Davies. In fact, it's just a mood that suits the guys. And I thought, I've seen Gendai on the bench. I've seen Morellas looking moody to me. I don't know if it's because he was sort of pushed out to the right a bit. Um... I just, I'm just a bit angry at the fact he seems to have squeezed in them players to suit the fact that the main defence signed for us and Steve Davis, which, which I'm happy about. But, you know, I played up there for a long, long number of years from almost kiddie level up to junior level. And, you know, changing a winning team, why did it, why did it change that team when we had such a great result and, you know, Bring these guys on near the end, but maybe you know we're more comfortable. I'm not saying we, you know we'd have won with it. You know, you can't you can't guess results, but judging on the way that team played, what, why was that team not allowed to you know? Yeah, I, pick, I, pick a same eleven. It's just yeah. I just can't get it, and I hope it's not because 
the foes there and Davies there. These guys, as we all know, it's well documented. I think one's played 21 minutes, another one's played 27 minutes. Mark, you make, a, Mark you make a very good point there, mate. I think you're absolutely right what you said. I think having seen the two guys on the night, I think hindsight's a good thing and uh, you know people were desperate to see them we all speculated that they would probably play against Kamarnock as well because of the game it was cancelled in the cup uh, I've been, I, I'll be interested to see I don't think these guys will play tomorrow um, and the reason being is I think it has to go back to that tried and tested the players who you've just mentioned there who did so well against Celtic I think tomorrow will be a battle you've got AstroTurf again as well so I think all these factors I think you may well see a couple of changes and that will reinforce what your point was there Mark uh, So to elaborate on those, you don't think Defoe will start tomorrow? No, I don't think uh, Defoe or Davis. I think uh, when you look at the, the, I think they need width as well. You know, I think you need to be a bit more expansive. So I think Candace and that will come back into the, the team, Gordon. Hmm, what do you make of that, Mark? Is that something you'd be in support of? I would be because, you know, another one at night, another night was, and you've probably heard this, and I don't know if you've probably heard the show before. See, when it comes to the big pressure games, which that was the other night, I, I, I found a few, a few players were missing the other night. Yeah. A few players went missing. Is it? Pre- I mean, if you can't handle the pressure, guys, they'll don't be there. What? Well, it, it, Scott Arfield too. As a player, I really like since he's come in. I think he went missing. He absolutely went missing. Went Mark, it wasn't. It wasn't just Arfield. But see, see, uh, when you go back to the Hearts game where Rangers won two one, and then they lost the game against Aberdeen when they were top of the league. They managed to beat Celtic in a very impressive performance, a joint top, and then the following game they can't back it up. So. You then start questioning the mentality then because, as you rightly said, if you're going to go on and try and challenge and win titles, you need to be able to go back-to-back on the back of these good results, particularly when you reach the top or joint top. Thank you to Mark in Port Glasgow. Uh, Your thoughts on that game tomorrow, Gordon, listening to what Mark and Alex have had to say? Well, it's a must-win for Rangers, you've got to say, because if they don't win it, they'll be sitting fourth in the table. And uh, the Rangers manager will come in for a bit of criticism, of course he will, because he's there to challenge Celtic, and uh, fourth in the table will not be good enough. I just thought the other night there, Gordon, and as a manager, we've all done it, you try and get your best players on, you've signed two players, uh, high-profile players, you've got to say, in Defoe and Davis, you want them in the team. Um, I totally agree, it's OK after the event, I was a bit surprised he didn't stay with the same formation. I know Goldstone would have been out, but with Candace and Kent and the wide areas and just introduce Defoe and Davis into it later on. Mm. Uh, let's hear from Martin Canning. He's been getting a lot of stick from Hamilton fans recently. I don't know if today changes anything or makes it worse. It's obviously a tough place to go, but let's get the thoughts of the Aki's boss. Uh, in terms of uh, work ethic and, and concentration and, and what you've got to have coming here and make it difficult for Celtic, I thought we'd done everything right. Um, we know coming that Celtic are going to dominate large parts of the ball, large parts of the game. Um, and we've got to keep your focus and keep your concentration. And we've done that well. And who'd be a goalkeeper? I thought Ryan made about five or six real good saves in the game. But unfortunately for him, the, the couple of mistakes that he makes, he gets punished for. Um, and that's the, the life of a goalkeeper. And, and he's, a, he's a top young goalkeeper. I think you see that for 98% of the game. The, the saves that he makes, his kicking is excellent. And, and it's just unfortunate he's made two errors. Um, but for us as a team, that's the way it's been the last three games. What's Ryan had to say? He must be feeling it. Yeah, he's put his hand up in the changing room. And, but that's, like I say, I said to Ryan, he'll recover from that because you don't get to this level as a goalkeeper and never have made a mistake before. You've made them before, you've recovered from, from them before and he'll do it again. Um, I've no doubt about that. And he's, he's a top prospect um, and a great keeper for us and he's got to now pick himself back up again. We'll do that and we'll help him out and, and he'll go again. 
and you hope for that and anything else in the final week of the window, Martin, to help you in the, the struggle ahead? Yeah, we're still trying. I'd still like to add two if I can. Um, but and I know you're sick of hearing the same stuff of every manager. It's got to be two guys that can add to the team. And it's difficult at this time of the year because the guys you bring in generally are guys that haven't played in six months. Um, and if it's just a case of bringing in two numbers, we don't need the numbers. We need quality footballers that can come in and add straight away to the, the start of the um, we'll work on that. We'll try and see if we can do something in the next couple of days, um, and, and hopefully we can get something done. Christopher is on the line in Rosyth. Hi, Christopher. Hi, good evening, guys. First time caller. How are we doing? Not bad, Christopher. What made you call tonight then? Just uh, we're starting to to pick up on obviously that it's kind of been going through bubbling through January. There, um, we obviously will have a start up here in Scotland in regards to the facts and figures of the league and whatnot. Um, and there was a lot made over Kelly's amass of the most league points in the calendar year, which was a, a great achievement. I'm a Celtic fan myself. A um, couple of things that's came out about Celtic, obviously, the turn of the year, losing to Rangers, deservedly so. Rangers were the far better team on the day. Um, they've dropped 18 points in the league so far away from home this year. Um, however, some of the stats that have came out today, that from this time last year, Celtic are only three points worse off than where they were at this time last season. Um, bearing in mind that the doom and gloom merchants this year had Celtic written off, you know, Rangers were on the rise, Celtic were, were struggling. Um, the disparity from last year to this year is that we've lost more games last year. There was far too many draws. I go to every game. There was a bit of an outroar about the, the performances. And I just kind of feel that there's a lot made about Celtic's deficiencies, rightly so, because they, you know, they have been the champions, seven consecutive trophies. But I just feel that Mr Gerrard, that the Rangers side, seems to get a bit of an easy ride this year. I don't know if it's because he's a rookie manager, but looking at the, the papers today and online today, he's actually got identical records to Mark Warburton, Pedro Caxinha, and the much maligned John Barnes, who was sacked from Celtic, has got the exact same points tally after 22 games. I'm just wondering what your thoughts are on that. Well, remember the much maligned John Barnes was sacked by Celtic. The media didn't sign him. They didn't sack him. You know, he lost to Inverness Cali Thistle and he got the bullet the following day. So, you know, you'd have to ask your, your own club why they were a John Barnes. I know this is a popularly held theory that people are holding off criticising Stephen Gerrard because he's Stephen Gerrard. However, the fact of the matter is he's under real pressure tomorrow. If he loses that game tomorrow, he's under incredible pressure because the Rangers fans will turn on him. It, it, the media will simply report... The facts of the matter with The score and how it came about But the Rangers fans will turn on Stephen Gerrard the, the 10 in a row thing for Celtic is all important And for the Rangers fans as well They need somebody to stop it As much as Celtic are desperate for somebody to create mm. it Just quickly Alex Because we are out yeah. of time I would guess that the thing that Stephen Gerrard has in his favour over these guys Would be European run. The European success that yeah, the others didn't have Clearly I mean Christopher's right You can't argue with the facts The league Points yeah, is, isn't, There's nothing to write home about um, But he's done good work in Europe And that yeah. would be the difference well, I, think, I think the, the European run Would obviously be a factor uh, I think the fact that You know he's come in And he's actually Trying to build his own team as well So the, 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 the circumstances Are all different throughout it But I think When you get back to John Barnstein Rangers were really dominant At that time And probably cantering it So it looks as if They've been tailed off So uh, But listen At the end of the day It's about trying to actually for Stephen Gerrard's try to close that gap because it's been mentioned on the show tonight 
uh, Celtic have all the players that are Thanks to Christopher and Scythe. Time is against us So we'll do that again sometime Christopher Since it was your first call Hugh Keevans Mark Wilson Alex Ray Gordon DL Thank you very much The top team all around the grounds It's been another good day In Scottish football So thanks for sharing it with us The calls and the tweets Are much appreciated Two big games tomorrow And then we are back on Monday night From 6 o'clock Myself Hugh Keevans Alex Ray will be here We'd love for you to join us And stay where you are Because the GBX is up next <laughs> One Super Scoreboard with Thompson's Personal Injury Solicitors, a team that gets results every week. Talk to Thompson's.com.